the world's only podcast show dedicated to the best-selling female artist of all time. Hi, this is Celine Dion. It's the Celine Dion Podcast. We're living. So live. Let's go. Hello, bonjour, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Celine Dion Podcast. My name's Sean. This is the show for June 2022, episode 69 of the world's only Celine Dion Podcast show. How are you all doing then? As always, I'd like to start the show with a massive thank you to you guys for continuing to listen to the Celine Dion Podcast. Can you believe we are entering a ninth year of recording the show? That's right, episode one was released all the way back in 2014, on the 1st of June 2014, and here we are all these years later, episode 69, and well, what a show we've got lined up for you this month. We are going to go back to 1998, 24 years ago, as we celebrate the brilliant Seal Sufis Edeme album. Coming up on the show this month, a track-by-track rundown of the second best-selling French-language album of all time. Hmm, wonder what the first, uh, the best-selling one was. Hmm. Um, You might want to go back to episode 59 of the show to find out the answer to that question. But yes, on the show this month, lots of performances, lots of facts, lots of figures as we celebrate everything there is to know about the Seal Suffisé de May album. Also coming up on the show this month, we've got a brand new fan interview for you. A Celine Dion fan, Charlie, got in touch with us and we sat down during the week and had a great chat about all things Celine. That is coming up too. Also, all the latest news, including a worldwide superstar performing one of Celine's classic songs and a brand new message from Celine herself for David Foster, who received a Lifetime Achievement Award. It's all coming up on this month's episode of the Celine Dion Podcast. News, music, interviews, special guests. This is the Celine Dion Podcast, and that's the way it is. Okay, let's start the show this month with hearing from Celine herself, shall we? It was on the 29th of May that David Foster was given a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Governor General Performing Arts Awards that were held in Ottawa. Of course, David has worked with Celine numerous times throughout their careers and Celine recorded a special video message to be played at the ceremony when David was receiving his award. This is what she had to say. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Bonsoir tout le monde. Well, it's an honor and a privilege to join all of you in congratulating my dear friend, David Foster, in receiving the Lifetime Artistic Achievement Award. David, in my lifetime, I would never have achieved the success that I've experienced without your support and belief in me from the very, very beginning. Thank you for sharing your incredible talent with me. Merci beaucoup, and congratulations. I love you, David. You're the best. 
so much respect between Celine and David Foster. They've always had such brilliant things to say about uh, each other. And it's great to hear that after all these years, that still remains. Of course, David was with Celine throughout the peak of her English career, throughout the 90s, of course. Celine, always grateful for that. And uh, they worked with each other right up to the Miracle album, if I'm correct. David producing tracks such as What a Wonderful World on the Miracle album. But yeah, even all these years later, they've still got so much respect for each other you never hear David say a bad word about Celine and great to hear Celine uh, returning the compliment there as David received his Lifetime Achievement Awards at the Governor General Performing Arts Awards in Ottawa at the end of May. Also in May then we had another worldwide superstar um, taking on one of Celine's classics not in full, you'll get the idea. This is Lady Gaga at her show in Las Vegas singing a certain song from Titanic. Have you ever played that slot that uh, when you win, Celine Dion sings My Heart Will Go On? <laughs> My heart will go on will stay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Michael's looking at me like, do it! And she's right, it did appear on the internet and now it's on the Celine Dion podcast. Hey, you can't sing Celine's signature hit and not expect us to cover it. She sounded great though, didn't she? I absolutely loved that. Um, Again, I would love to hear Celine and Lady Gaga sing together. Maybe one day, you never know. They have met a few times on the red carpet at various award ceremonies and they always seem to get on really well. So you just never know. Watch this space. Okay then, shall we turn our attention to the second best-selling French language album of all time? Let's do it! Released in 1998, Seal Sufi Zedeme, or If Only Love Could Be Enough in English, is Celine's 16th album and her 11th in French. Uh, it was, of course, mainly written and produced by Jean-Jacques Goldman, Celine's longtime collaborator in French, and a couple of songs on this album were written by Eric Benzi, who went on to work with Celine in the 2000s as well. And like I say, this album went on to be the second best-selling French language album of all time. Uh, the only album that beat it was Celine's own Du album. That's right. And, um, well... As we know, we dedicated episode 59 of the show uh, to do, so if you're interested in hearing all about that album, go back and check out episode 59. But to get this um, celebration, if you like, of Seal Sufi's 8 Demay underway, let's start with track one, Je Coutois, which means in English, I believe in you. This was actually released as the last single from the album in July 1999. There wasn't a music video for it, but Celine has performed the song live on various occasions, uh, mainly during the French uh, version of the Let's Talk About Love World Tour. Also, she performed it uh, for the Une Foi concert in Quebec in 2013 and most recently during the European Summer Tour of 2016, she performed it there as well. And that is where this performance comes from that we're going to share from you in Paris, in fact, from July 2016. Track one of Celine's Seal Suffisé de May album, this is Je Coutois.
It's just beautiful, isn't it? What a way to open an album. Track one from Seal Sufizi Demay, released back in 1998. Before we move on to talk about track two then, let's hear an interview clip back from 1998 as Celine is asked all about her latest album. Seal Sufizi Demay, if, if only love could be enough. I've worked with Jean-Jacques Goldman, who's like a Bruce Springsteen in France. You know, I did an album with him before 
this one. So it's our second time working together. And the first one we did together was like a great experience. And it seems that this time things got even more intimate on his way of writing for me. Uh, it's even closer to my own feelings. Si suffisait d'aimer means like if only love could be enough. Like sometimes you watch TV and you see uh, there's so many bad things that happens around the world that you don't have the control of changing. And you say to yourself, if only love could change all this. If only we can just love each other and it can be like it can be peace around the world. It would be just so amazing. Oh, Celine's take there on, at the time, her latest French album, Seal Sufise Demi. Let's move on to talk about track two then, Zura Zuri, this top 40 song from French-speaking territories. Of course, once again, written by Jean-Jacques Goldman. It literally translates in English to Zora Smiles. That's right. As I say, got to top 40 in the French-speaking territories. Number 12 in Belgium, in fact, top 20 in France as it got to number 20 there, 14 in the Netherlands, and of course, number one in Quebec, number 25 in Switzerland too. The song actually sold over 125,000 uh, CD singles in France as it got to number 20 in the charts there. Um, I do love this song. It was included on Celine's summer French concerts in 2017, but it was also included in the French-speaking concerts of the Let's Talk About Love World Tour. And this is where this beautiful performance comes from. Come back to 1998, the Let's Talk About Love World Tour, as we hear Celine perform Zura Zuri. So 
Zuri there performed in Montreal back in 1998 as part of Celine's Let's Talk About Love World Tour. Let's move straight on to track three then. I've said many times before, this track is my favourite from the Seal Sufis 8 Deme album. I absolutely love this this song. I am, of course, talking about On a Change Pas. In English, it translates as We Don't Change or One Does Not Change. It was a third single from the album released in early 1999. In terms of chart performance, got to the number 16 in Belgium, number 17 in France, and yes, you guessed it, number one in Quebec. Now, if you haven't seen the music video to this song, please do go and check it out. It's absolutely brilliant. It features Celine's uh, school class when she was eight years old, and it kind of shows you old photographs of them back when they were eight years old and kind of where they all are now. It's a brilliant idea and uh, I really would recommend you check that out. Uh, this song has, of course, been part of Celine's set list for many years now. She performs it quite regularly and this next performance we're sharing with you comes from when Celine uh, took part in a concert celebrating Quebec's 400th anniversary back in 2008. It was later, later released as a DVD, Celine Sur Le Plains. This is the Magnificent on a Change Path. On ne change pas On met juste les costumes d'autres sur soi On ne change pas Une veste ne cache aucun peu de ce qu'on voit On ne grandit pas On pousse un peu tout juste Le temps d'un rêve de songe Et le toucher du doigt Mais on n'oublie pas L'enfant qui reste presque nul Et s'instant d'innocence Quand on ne savait pas On ne change pas On attrape des ailes Et des poses de combat on ne change pas On se donne le change On croit que l'on fait les choix Mais si tu crains tu l'as Tout près de l'apparence Tremblante de qui nous ressemble On sait bien qu'il est là Pour tout parfois Ça manque des solantes Qui s'entêtent et qui répètent On ne meurt qu'il est on n'oublie jamais On a toujours un geste qui traque et qui l'on est Un prince sans palais Sous la couronne, un regard, une âme concentrée Un prince ou d'un palais Je sais tellement ça J'ai compté des images et des rêves que j'avais Juste les costumes d'autres et voilà On ne change pas On ne cache qu'un instant de soi 
on ne change pas On met juste les costumes d'autres et voilà On ne change pas On ne cache qu'un instant de soi It is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? I love that song. I always have from the first time I heard it and every time I hear it now, even in the live shows, I get goosebumps. I love that show. And like I say, if for some reason you haven't seen the music video for that song, please do go and check it out. I think it's a brilliant idea. Very well done. Track three on Seal Sufis Edeme. That was on a Shonja Path. Next up, let's go back to that interview in 1998. Here, Celine is asked about the differences between recording in English and French. Is there a difference? I'm not sure if there is a difference. Uh, it comes from your soul. When a song touches you in English, or a song touches you in French, whatever you sing in Japanese, or in English, or French, your soul will translate everything to you automatically. But of course, French will always remain something that I, that I need to sing. It's my blood. It's my origins. So uh, I'll I'll sing in French for the rest of my life. But English is just a language of the music too. And thank goodness she sings in French. Some of her best material, her most beautiful material, is in her native tongue. It's brilliant uh, to hear Celine sing in English, of course, but there's something special, isn't there, about hearing her perform in French. And that leads us on to track four on the album, Je Chanterai, which literally translates as I Will Sing. And thank goodness she sings. Before we hear a clip of this song, also written by Jean-Jacques Goldman, let's go into the studio for some raw footage of Celine recording this song. This is Jenna Glatzer, and you're listening to the Celine Dion Podcast. Yeah. 
The brilliant Tear, track five on Seal Sufi's Deme. One of only two tracks on the whole album not written by Jean-Jacques Goldman. That, along with one more, was written by Eric Benzi, who went on to work with Celine for many more years. Tear, it literally means in English, Earth. 
a brilliant song. Celine, of course, has performed that song a few times over the years. She performed it on selected French dates of the Let's Talk About Love World Tour. She performed it on the 2013 mini French tour. And she also performed it in some of the early shows in the Courage World Tour as well. Track 5 on Seal Suffisé de May. That is Terre. Okay, let's pause for a little while then as we listen to this brilliant fan interview. Charlie got in touch with me recently uh, saying he just discovered the podcast, he's loving it, and could he come on to the show? The answer is always yes. We love having fans on the show, as you well know. If you would love to come on to the show, just drop me an email, celinedionpodcast at gmail.com or message me over on social media. We would love to hear from you. And this is exactly what Charlie did. It was great to sit down with him during the week and have a great chat about all things Celine. Enjoy. Okay, so delighted to welcome a special guest onto the show this month. Uh, another Celine fan joining us. Uh, hello to Charlie. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a treat to be here. Oh, not at all, Charlie. Thank you for getting in touch with me and uh, obviously asking to come onto the show. We always love having fans onto the show. Uh, to get started, just tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? And so on. So I am 20, um, relatively young, really, for a Celine Dion fan. Only just only just turned 20. And I'm from a place called Coventry in England. Okay, that's, so pretty, that's pretty much it. That means when a new day has come out, you were just being born. Yeah, that's exactly right. The year I was born. Wow. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I always just like asking listeners to the show, uh, how did you find us? How did you become aware of the Celine Dion podcast? So I have been aware of Celine Dion for quite a while, but it was only kind of recently, more kind of late 2019, going into COVID lockdown time that I had time to delve into Celine's back catalogue. So I was kind of digging on Spotify um, for podcasts because I, I, I like a good podcast anyway, but I thought, let's see if there's any kind of Celine material. And that's how I found this one. And I'm still to this day rooting through all the episodes and I hope to catch up soon. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. And um, well, let's get straight into it then. So obviously, uh, a relatively recent Celine Dion fan, I think it's probably fair to say, given your age. But tell us, basically tell us your Celine story. How did you become aware of her? What got you interested? Why do you remain a fan? Well, so it started in 2012. And I remember that distinctly because um, it kind of started out as a more of a Titanic obsession than Celine per se. So I remember um Titanic got re-released um in 3D in 2012 to uh commemorate the 100 year anniversary of the sinking and um I was about 10 or 11 at the time and I was eating my breakfast um getting ready to go to primary school and the trailer came on the TV and I just remember hearing my heart will go on I, I just saw the ship sinking and I heard like her soaring voice and Admittedly, it kind of it led more to a Titanic obsession. I, I've been to Belfast to stand in the dry docks. I've been to the museums. I've kind of done everything you can think of to do with Titanic. So it, it started there. But um, obviously that familiarised me with Celine at a very young age. And from there, it just it, it went on. And, and now I'm I still love Titanic and always will. But Celine is, is the one now. <laughs> Well, yeah, of course, it's a classic movie and uh, 
I don't think yeah. you're the only Celine Dion fan in the world who who that is where their their passion for Celine's music started with that film. Of yeah. course, it, it attracted so many new fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's def- definitely her most iconic song, hundred percent. So, is it your most iconic song when it comes to Celine, or do you have a kind of different? Fa- do you is, is there a different song that's your favorite? Do you have a particular favorite album? Uh, it, it is a brilliant song, and I I have had it in my head ever since I first heard it. It was the first song I ever downloaded on my iPod at ten years old, and it will always be a classic. I I can't wait to hear it live for the yeah. first time. But um, I th- I think it might be a bit generic to say it's my favorite. I I'm much more familiar with her back catalogue now, so I, I actually love her French discography as well. So, okay. Um, but album-wise, um, I think my favourite album is probably A New Day Has Come, um, purely just because I think it's so fresh and modern, even though it's not modern, it, it feels like a breath of fresh air. And yeah, I agree. I would probably say my favourite song from that album is prayer which is a very underrated song we've never had a performance of that song um but it's a beautiful song and the greatest reward as well that's another brilliant song from that album two brilliant songs and like you say to to not have a live performance of prayer it's 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 almost unbelievable because it's such a beautiful song it's criminal because it's it's a very very good song I remember actually, you won't remember this, I'm sure, given that you're <laughs> only 20, but I remember buying the CD single for A New Day Has Come, obviously before the album was released, and it had Prayer on it as a single, oh, you know, it's, it's the B-side almost, and I remember thinking, what is this song? It's amazing. I know, it is, it's gorgeous, and I've also recently been made familiar with um, the extended version of The Greatest Reward, so the kind of studio cut. I actually prefer that one. I think it's better because it kind of goes on for a bit longer at the end and kicks into like a, a climax before the original yeah. so I, I actually I actually really like the extended version and I, I wouldn't have known about that unless I'd watched um your episode of the podcast because I didn't know I didn't know there was another version but there is another version and it's very good <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you've discovered uh, new things and um, so you mentioned there Charlie um that you like her French uh, back catalogue as well um mm-hmm. What would you say was kind of your favourite songs? Do you have a favourite album in terms of when it comes to the French material too? Um, favourite album, I'd probably say "Seal Suffisé de Mer." I, ah, I have to say, it's about <laughs> exactly. That's a good, that's that's a good one. Definitely, probably her best one because in terms of content, it's got many of the hits on that one. So I really like "On a Change Pas." Dans Notre Monde, Papillon, which is underrated. Um, talking of Papillon, her, that's, I don't think that's ever been performed live, but that's got, that, I think that truly shows the power of her belts. Yeah. There's a real severe power in that song. And On a Change Pas is just, um, I think that's probably one of her most beautiful songs ever, uh, let alone French. So I, I love it when she performs that, especially more recently when she sang it on the 2017 summer tour. There was a real emotion to that song, which was yeah, brilliant. I definitely agree. And oh, speaking of 2017, you just remind me of the tours. It's so I so want the recent tours released on, you know, whether it's streaming or DVD or even audio demos. It'd be great to have them, wouldn't it? 
I know that the 2016 and 17 tours were brilliant and set list wise she went to town because she covered everything that I would ever want to hear so she, she sang kind of rare songs that we wouldn't expect I think she even sang Treat Her Like a Lady on on one show at some point in that tour which is yes. another amazing song that I would like to hear performed more often because I think I was thinking last night I hate to criticize her but I am sick of to the back teeth of Love Can Move Mountains I don't know about anybody else <laughs> I just don't feel like she needs to sing that anymore and I feel like she must be bored of it as well because she's been singing that non-stop since 1992 or something I think yeah yes. so um she could easily replace that with Treated Like a Lady because they're very similar in terms of tempo and sure. I think I think Treated Like a Lady is surprising for her because it's very kind of grimy and reggae in a way which people yeah. I remember I, I played Treated Like a Lady to one of my friends and they were like you're joking that's that's not Celine because people expect this real polished yeah. angelic tone when they think of Celine but actually she covers so many genres like blues and reggae and gospel I, I think that's a, a brilliant song and I'd love to hear that brought into the set list yeah definitely and even going back to like you mentioned the 2016-17 tours love is all we need that appeared from nowhere I know so many years after the one heart album was released it's just it was incredible to hear these like classic cuts these deep cuts from nowhere back in the shows and Ejete Moncore, the French version, yeah. that that was brilliant because um, I think I think since Renee passed, she kind of directs that towards him now because obviously in, in English it means I still love you. So to to sing that, I think it, it had a real emotional quality to it, and um, I I wasn't familiar with the song before hearing it in 2017, but now I'm a big fan of that song. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Um, so is there one song in particular, I mean, you mentioned Papillon, for example, but is there a, another song that Celine hasn't performed live yet, but you would absolutely love to see it performed live? Perhaps The Greatest Reward or The Prayer is there another one that you think I would really love her to perform that one day? I am going to go for a more modern one um, from Courage, actually, because okay. um, I, I'd love to hear Prayer, I'd love to hear The Greatest Reward, but actually looking at Courage I considering the Courage tour set list um that there haven't really been many songs off Courage performed um but I would love to hear For the Lover That I Lost live oh yes um and I know that's probably a hard request to make because I imagine it would be quite an emotional song to try and perform but um I just I think it's quite a sensual song um very emotional and I just think it would be beautiful to hear that live like like many songs of courage even even boundaries I would love to hear her sing some of the more slow numbers live I mean I, I don't think you're alone in, in thinking or hoping for more songs from courage yeah. to be in the courage world too I mean that that's a fair um a fair thing to say uh, in terms of for the love that I lost I've said a few times on the show why has that not been performed with Sam Smith yet that is so a glaring opportunity that needs to happen. Sam Smith would jump at the opportunity for that as well. He was at the Hyde Park show in London. It could have I happened. <laughs> I know. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to let this go. <laughs> no, I won't let it go either. Good. It's not just me. But also, um, I I feel like considering she's had such a long break now away from the Courage tour, I think she might be spending this time kind of 
revising what she's going to do. So, well, uh, this is just me, but I, I'm hoping she comes back with new outfits, new hair, new new set list. So I'm, I'm thinking she might think, God, it's been about two and a half years now since I've been on tour. Let's just kind of change everything, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it's crossed my mind that, you know, when she does come back next year um, in Prague for, for the tour to resume, will it still be focused on the Courage album? I know, I know we've said there is not a lot of songs from the, the album in the tour, but, you know, it's obviously Courage was released in 2019. The tour, as things stand, is going to resume 2023. Do you reckon it will still be the Courage World Tour or do you reckon it will just kind of be Celine's greatest hits? I truly don't know. I don't know because I know most people will have gone to see her to see the great Celine. And when people think of Celine, they think of the classics, not necessarily Courage. But then I suppose you have to remember if you're booking a ticket for the Courage World Tour, there's going to be people that are expecting to yeah. hear Courage songs, as yeah. you would expect. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping she has time to kind of go back to the drawing board maybe in a way um and also it's kind of playing on my mind more of a random thing but I think twice is another one of my favorite songs and it was kind of more of a European slash UK hit than more of a worldwide hit so I'm I'm wondering if she'll sing that when she does her maybe Birmingham shows yeah holding holding my fingers crossed because that's my show (laughs) oh so you, you do have tickets for the show yes I do yes yeah brilliant hopefully we've got that to look forward to next year eventually yeah fingers <laughs> um, crossed. any plans to go to las vegas in, in, in the future if she if she does and i'm sure is it resorts world Oof, i should probably get a job first <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's not on the agenda at the minute um money won't allow for that sure at the minute but um i i would have loved to um and i kind of kicked myself because I, I would have loved to have gone and see her on the Taking Chances World Tour and things like that, but I, I was about I was about seven when the Taking Chances World Tour was on, but sure. I I would have killed to have seen that, but never mind. There will be plenty more opportunities, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Taking even that World Tour, it was amazing. You know, I love I'm Alive from that show, the, yeah. the version of I'm Alive. There's so many good things about the Taking Chances World Tour, but I think I'm Alive from that show was was brilliant. Personally. Yeah. I, I love how she kind of remixed it and made it up yes. tempo. I, I'd like her to do that again, actually. Just so would I. Yeah. Breathe, breathe life into the song again. Make it, it make it alive. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um. So even in my own life, you know, family, friends, and so on, they they kind of know Celine's music, but they know of her story. You know, they know about her marriage to Renee, her children, and so on, but they're not necessarily fans of her music. Would you say that you're kind of an all-round Celine fan or do you kind of just follow her music and that or do you follow her life as well no definitely yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of her as a person um <laughs> definitely um she's very much an open book so if I think w- when you get into her music it's very easy to get to know her as a person in her tour movies a new day movie te- uh, through the eyes of the world she's she's very open with her family life she's always very vocal about being a mother and I just feel like she's just a class actor anyway she's so eloquent classy kind she I don't don't think she's ever been rude to anyone um she's just she's a very underrated role model 
role model. When people talk about their role models, you don't hear her name come up very often, but she is the epitome of what it means to be a classy person, I think. Yeah, I, I absolutely and utterly agree. And of course, if all goes to plan over the next year or so, we'll be getting so much Celine content. Obviously, we talked about the tour resuming next February. We've mm. also got her, her movie debut, if you like, um, and it's all coming back to me now. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, that looks so good. I, I, I can't believe it's like another nine months away or something. It's like, oh, uh, but it's something to look forward to. Of course, we've got the official documentary in production as well, which will be great to see. But if I can ask you, if you could decide the next move of Celine's career, what would you like to see happen next? Oof. Well, I I have a feeling because she's such an icon, I, I reckon she needs a smash hit. Like another I, I want her to go to number one again. I just yeah. I feel like I feel like she deserves that. And I know her mind is not on chart success. She's just doing it for her, her own enjoyment. But I, I just think she needs an iconic song again. She needs to be thrusted back into the world of um of music big time i think i'd love to see that yeah it would be great to have i always call it the share believe moment it would be yes. great to have that moment wouldn't it i'd love Where, to see that yeah and do you know something part of me honestly part of me in 2019 thought that flying on my own was going to be that moment i honestly did um because at hyde park and in la the last few shows in vegas we should performed it the song got such a good reception it was very popular wasn't it yeah. and it's very it was very modern for her yeah but unfortunately as we've seen so many times recently it kind of just went nowhere um but i agree with you it would you know it's it's good to have hope for the future we can we can we can hope even that's what i'm saying take these opportunities with sam smith and adele and so on you know yeah. if it has to be a duet do it get her get her back in the charts Looking back, actually, I can't understand how Love, Love To Be Back To Life wasn't a smash hit because yeah. listening to that, that has 2013 written all over it. That should have been, yeah. if, if I had even, I didn't hadn't even heard of that song in 2013. I remember her performing it on The X Factor when I was young. I remember seeing that clearly, but I, the song kind of fizzled out. But I remember if I, if I had heard that on the radio, I would have loved that song. Yeah. even back then and I feel like that should have been a smash hit because that song is like really good I think. You're absolutely right it was very current for for the time and um, yeah. sadly just just went nowhere again and yeah talking about those x-factor performances even taking chances in 2007 I absolutely loved the intros that they gave her you know the world's best-selling female yeah. artist it was amazing. Yeah and the montages of all the clips and things. Yes absolutely. Um, okay, so Charlie, talking about classic moments then, I, I know what song um, you've got lined up for us, but for the listeners, I always love um, ending interviews, asking our guests to pick a, a particular favourite song or a particular favourite performance that they have. Um, so tell us what your song is, first of all, and, and why you've picked it. Yes, yeah, so this was not easy because um, it's not an easy task to find a bad performance of Celine Dion, uh, I don't think she really has one. Oh. So I had kind of had the whole of YouTube to root through to try and find the the what I would consider the best. Um, I was originally thinking Think Twice at the World Music Awards because that is one that I am playing all the time because yes, it's just brilliant. like the high note in that song is just smashes smashes me over. Um, but I 
went for a more obscure one, which maybe not a lot of people know about. Um, and I just think this performance is, it's got a real electricity to it. It's, she hits every note with consistent power. It just kind of builds and builds and builds and just explodes. Um, so this is Le Blues to Businessman from the 1999 Juno Awards. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us on this Lindy on podcast. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Sur un grand écran, en couleur, sur un grand écran.
You're listening to the Celine Dion Podcast. Oh, he picked a good one, didn't he? The magnificent Le Blues de Businessman taking there from the 1999 Juno Awards. Of course, the song featured on Celine's 1991 album, Dion Chante Plamondon, as picked there by our special guest, Charlie. A brilliant interview with Charlie. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed talking to him. And of course, like I say, if you would like to come onto the show and tell everyone else about your Celine Dion fan journey, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a message over on social media or email me, Celine Dion Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's turn our attention back to celebrating the Seal Sufise de May album as we move on to track six on Attendant Se Pas, uh, which means in English, Waiting for His Footsteps. This song was released as an airplay only single in June 1999. It topped the charts, of course, in Quebec. Of course it did. Got to number six on the French airplay charts and number 10 in Belgium. I love this song. It's kind of a laid back, almost restrained, whimsical kind of sound on this song. I I find it hard to describe, but I do really like it. And again, it's one of those songs that I do wish we'd had a live performance of. We've never heard this song live. We've never seen it performed on stage. But you never know. There's always hope. Track six from Seal Supizé de May on Attendant C'est Pas. just beautiful isn't it Jean-Jacques Goldman at his finest there I would love a live performance of that song you know when Celine was taking the orchestra out on tour with her could you imagine all the strings playing that little musical interlude there it would be amazing one day you just never know track six there moving on to track seven then a haunting song and like I think Charlie said in the interview there it's maybe possibly some of Celine's best vocals ever on this track um, again this is not written by Jean-Jacques Goldman this is the second song on the album written by Eric Benzi and it's Papillon, it translates uh, in English as Butterfly. And again, what more is there to say on this track than how amazing does Celine sound? Prisonnière du fil 
Wow, how amazing does she sound there? Of course, Celine, not traditionally associated with kind of bombastic, long-held notes on her French material. That's kind of more reserved for the English songs, I would argue. But on that song there, she really did let go and, wow, blew us away with the vocals on that one. An amazing track, Papillon, on Seal Sufis Edemé, track 7. And moving straight on to track 8, we're back to Jean-Jacques Goldman, written songs here. Again, this is another song that I think would work really well on stage. A great shame we've never had a performance of this song. Uh, L'Abandon, which in English literally means to abandonment. It's a kind of softly, softly song, which again, I just, I just think it's beautiful. Track 8 on the album. Such a catchy chorus in that song. La Bondon, Abandonment in English, of course. And that is track eight on Seal Sufi's Edeme. And I'll tell you what, if Du is Celine's masterpiece in terms of her French discography, Seal Sufi's Edeme, in my opinion, isn't far behind. All of these songs are so, so strong. Huge credit to Jean-Jacques Goldman and Eric Benzi. These songs are just beautiful. I love that one there, La Bondon. Track 9 then, a track that we are all, I think, very familiar with, Dons en Autre Monde, which in English means In Another World. This is a song that Celine has performed quite regularly on her tours. She did, of course, perform it on the French-speaking tour, uh, French-speaking shows of the Let's Talk About Love World Tour. It was again included in the French concerts of the Taking Chances World Tour. Um, she performed it on the Celine Sur La Plaine show, also on Celine Unsolfoi in 2013. It was again included on the summer tours in 2016 and 2017, and it was also performed on the French concerts in the Courage World Tour as well. It's an upbeat number. You can tell Celine loves performing it. She really does. Track 9 on Seal Sufis Edemé, Dons en Autre Monde.
The brilliant Dons and Autremond. I love that song. It's great getting up and dancing to that at the French shows. It's almost turned into um, the French version of Love Can Move Mountains, if you know what I mean. It's like in every show now you know you're going to hear Dons and Autremond if you go and see a French Celine concert. That's not a bad thing. It's just an observation. I love that song. Uh, track 9 on CLC Fizé Dons and Autremond. So how did this album do commercially then? Well, estimated sales of 6 million copies around the world. It got to number one in Belgium, Canada, France, Greece, Poland, Quebec and Switzerland. And it got to the top 20 in so many other countries including Austria, Czech Republic, Netherlands, Finland, Germany, Hungary, Portugal and here in the UK. A huge commercial success this album and critically well the album won the Juno Award for best selling francophone album. A huge success was Seal Sufizé de May and like I've said before huge credit goes to Jean-Jacques Goldman, Eric Benzel and Celine herself of course for the beautiful vocals. Moving on to track 10 then, another one of those songs we've never had a live performance of, but you know, one day it would be great to have a live performance of this song because it's a beautiful song, Sur le même bateau, which literally in English means it translates to On the Same Boat. Another beautiful song on this masterpiece of an album. 
Just once again, incredible vocals from Celine on this album. Throughout the 90s, she was just at the peak of her vocal power. I know, obviously, she sounds great nowadays as well, but on those recordings in the 90s, just amazing. And just at the end there, you heard her beginning to sing along with the choir. That was a feature Jean-Jacques used on a few songs on this album, the big choir at the end, and it worked really, really well. Sur le même bateau, track 10 on Seal Suffisé de May. Track 11 then. Tula Blues, a song that of course was included on the album in 1998 and then we never heard of it again until summer 2016 when out of nowhere Celine brought it onto the stage as part of her summer tour. It was amazing. I remember all the fans being so shocked, myself included, as Celine brought this kind of random album track from nowhere into her set list and it was brilliant it gave us all hope didn't it that she would maybe do the same for more deeper cuts from her French and English albums that would maybe get songs that had never been performed before uh, onto the stage and again it gives us hope for future set lists doesn't it but I remember back in the day thinking this is incredible hearing this song live after all these years and uh, the performance we've got for you now is actually from Marseille in summer 2017 and well so is quite simply on fire. Mon que d'autres avaient écrit Tout 
incredible, isn't it? Now, there is proof that a song can be brought back from nowhere and be a smash success. The audience loved that. And Celine has been including it, even in the Courage World Tour. It's been absolutely brilliant to hear that song again after all these years. And it gives us hope that Celine might well bring back older songs that she's never performed before. You just never know. And well, that does it. That brings us to the end of the album. We are at track 12. It is, of course, the title track, Seal Sufise de Me. In English, it means If It Were Enough to Love. And it was actually the second single from the album, released at the end of November in 1998. And it went on to be the most commercially successful single from the album. It sold over a quarter of a million copies in France alone, getting to number four in the charts there. Also went gold in Belgium, selling over 25,000 copies there, uh, getting to number six in the charts. A real emotional song this, and one that again Celine has included in pretty much every concert tour since the album was released. She actually closed the show in 2016 with this song, and it's a brilliant song, isn't it? A very emotional song by Jean-Jacques Goldman, and as we've said a few times, he's a genius, and him and Celine working together, well, it just works, doesn't it? The results are there. The Do album is a masterpiece. I'd argue Seal Sufi Zedeme is just as good. It's a brilliant song. Before we hear a brilliant live performance of the whole song, let's go back into the studio as Celine records the song back in 1998 and we hear some raw audio here of the performance. there from when Celine was recording the title track of her 1998 album Seal Sufi de and well of course this month we will leave you with a performance of the song the song that closes the album the title track the performance I've picked for you is actually one of the very first performances of the song it comes from when Celine was doing her let's talk about love world tour in New York back in 1998 now here she talks about always performing a French song in her show and the song she's chosen is from her brand new album that hasn't even been released yet. Now listen out for her uh, introducing the song and she actually introduces it by a different name. You'll hear this. It's not called Seal Sufi's Edeme according to Celine. Um, of course this was before the album was even released. This has been the Celine Dion podcast. It's been a run through, a celebration of the Seal Sufi's Edeme album. I really do hope you've enjoyed it. As always get in touch with us let us know what you think of the show if you'd love to come on to the show email us celine dion podcast at gmail.com we'll leave you with this beautiful song and beautiful performance from 1998 this is seal sufi until next time do take care bye bye
the world's only podcast show dedicated to the best-selling female artist of all time. It's the Celine Dion Podcast.